Switch back to my Milady Confetti thing. Hello, everyone. <laughs> We're about to be this a regular what, stream. <laughs> this is what it's like being just sisters. It's all good. It's all good. We This is Sisters Unfiltered, so this is perfect. Yes. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hi. Look at us matching. I love this. Yes. Ooh. Also, it's like just PJs, honestly. It's late in the evening. We're good. I got my drink ready to go. Honestly, yes. <laughs> oh, I should have got water. Honestly, I'm going to... I'm, I'm gonna need this drink though, just saying. Yeah, because we got a lot going on. Welcome everybody in <laughs> Two Sisters Unfiltered episode two, where we will be discussing Amazon Prime's them. Oh, will we? <laughs> you know, I I gotta I just have to prepare myself because we have a lot to dive in yes. tonight. A lot to dive in. So just Prepare yourselves, everyone. That's all I'm going to say. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. While I... One second. Cool. Trying to get the on-screen captions working, but I do have the uh, captions extension up just in case as an overlay. Oh, there we go. So you can capture what I am saying. Um, There we go. Yeah. All right. So um, we are, I'm not going to say who we're cosplaying because I cannot pronounce the name. So <laughs> Demetris. It is Demetris. You can say Demetrescu, Demetri, Demodome, but it's Demetris. Demsdell Demodome. That's literally what <laughs> I've been calling this entire family this whole time because I don't know how to say that word. I'm no longer saying <laughs> Lady Demetrisque. I'm just saying Lady Demodome. Demodome. It's Lady Demodome. <laughs> it works because they both Demodome. wear they both wear white, so it works. It does He's got work. a tall hat. She's tall. tall. Hat. It's perfect. See, look at me. <laughs> it's perfect. It works. So, look at you, Dale Demodome, with your long, tall Lady Demodome. Get 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 that tall woman. Get that get that goodness. <laughs> Y'all, I'm tired. I worked all day. I'm tired. <laughs> yes, it's been a long day this week, today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right. I'm so ready for the weekend. We are going mm -hmm. to be talking about, uh, oh my gosh, Amazon Prime. Them. 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 Mm. Um, so um, I just want to give some trigger warnings for yes. um, this series. I'm not sure how many of y'all have seen it. Um, it is not something that has recently come out. It's been out for a little bit of time. Um, but, you know, there are um, some serious instances of racial violence. Um, there is a uh, talk of, you know, sexual assault and uh, racial and homophobic slurs that we will not be, be saying here. Um, but it's definitely in the show. So if you know, if you have not seen it yet, just be aware of that is because I personally don't think that Amazon did a really good job of supplying those. You just kind of say, hey, it's a horror yeah, I mean, they did like they did like little warnings, but I'm like, that's not it's enough. Not a, it like, wasn't enough. I like literally when I saw that, I was like, oh, it can't be that bad. It was, it bad. was bad. It was bad. And then it got so, worse. <laughs> like literally like just first three episodes, okay, it's getting bad. Halfway worse. The rest of the series. Why? What? Why? Yeah. Amazon, why did you agree to do this? Mm -hmm. we're, we're gonna get, we're gonna get into that <laughs> i know i oh i have my list i'm ready to go because i i really hate how this is considered entertainment now yeah like why is hollywood making black trauma entertainment it's really not yes. all this is stuff that we have to deal with every, every single day. 
day. So, and it's hurtful because we came from one of our own. Uh, yep. <laughs> um, so just an overall um, summary. So I'm going to um, be going into like a really short summary, but also giving some historical context for um, a lot of the setting of them. Uh, because it's not necessarily given throughout the film. You kind of have to do like your research. If you're not familiar with, you know, um, the 1950s or the pre-era to the um, Civil Rights Act or, you know, coming out of Jim Crow and stuff like that. So um, them is about a black family struggle moving into a predominantly white neighborhood in the 1950s, specifically Compton, California. Compton, yes, was a white neighborhood before it was known for what it is today. And there is a reason for that, which we will get into uh, when yep. it comes. Yeah, because it, yep. it all ties together. Um, uh, uh, chat, just let me know if you can't see Diva for some reason, because I just moved my notes over to a different screen where I can't see anything. So just let me know. Um, but I think we are good. So I can go down this um yeah so there are demons and ghosts and psychological madness and horror and all the things but there is an event that happened 100 years before the time setting of you know modern day that helped shaped the emery's which is the family's name descent into madness um so as far as main characters are concerned we have lucky henry gracie and ruby emery they are the black family that this is centered on with some other you know uh main characters but you know we'll get into them uh betty wendell and Taking a sip. <laughs> oh god i never want to hit somebody more in my life um and we're going to be talking about some other reoccurring uh characters um so a lot of this uh takes place centering around the great Mi the great migration um which is something that really did happen you know once a lot of african americans were fleeing jim the jim crow south and looking for better opportunities but hope but you know trying to escape i guess the pressure of the jim crow south um because specifically there you know we know a lot of things that were happening um were horrible so you know no there wasn't really a place where black people could be free or could just be free of racism especially at this time especially you know coming out of you know going to pre-civil war but also post-world war ii um but you know maybe there is a place where it's a little bit less racist um so you know we're going into the uh late 1940s into early 1950s and you see the rise of the real estate industry so this is real life this is real life history i'm giving you look at me look, using my degree i'm going to tell somebody about this one day <laughs> um so you know you're looking at post the post the second world war this is when the baby boomers are being born and created you know thems um not to be they are not this the thems me, that we're referring this, to but this is me being positive this is me being nice for right now <laughs> for right now for um now. and you're starting to see the um kind of tracks be laid for the rise of the civil rights era um and this early genesis of things like brown versus board of education which you know the protests for that started in 1951 but the decision was made in 1954 but you start to see like the 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 ground being set for a lot of the historic events that we know of today that we read in history books except in texas because they have their own version of history anywho um so you know white people so white people quickly moved to 
and still in like commodify distance between them and black people when it came to like real estate just stuff being bought up and stuff like that um and the major in a major way that this happened was via racial covenants so in the show they talk about racial covenants a lot and it's mentioned a lot that is not something that is made up that is something that does exist and to an extent it does exist today whether it's not enforceable because federal law bans things like that from being enforceable but if you notice that like there are neighborhoods that are predominantly white and there's very little black people there that is a descendant of the ramifications of things like racial covenants that were uh, in ordinances typically at the local level but we'll see how they were reinforced at the grander level uh once you know i you know go on um, so, you know, these bylaws were written into the deeds and neighborhood regulations. Um, so pretty much forcing the sale. So you could not make a sale of a house or land to a non-white person. So that included everybody um, that was non-white. So many of, you know, these racial, these racial covenants, they still exist today. And you see like, you know, the modern day ramifications for that. Going a little bit back um, about a decade um, when the New Deal was formed. Uh, outside of the New Deal, we have the FHA and we have Hulk that comes out of that. And they were created to help people get loans for homes. So you could have a lower down payment, you can have lower interest rates, and then a longer time to pay it off. So that's why typically mortgages, they pretty much created like the first mortgage. And that's why mortgages, they can span from five years to 10 years 15 years or go as long as 30 years and some of them are like 45 years me as a formal financial advisor i wouldn't recommend that but you know you got to do what you got to do to keep your payments low um and when people um when people of color could get bank loans typically if they got a loan which nine times out of ten they did not um those interest rates were severely high because racism um, and because that when these laws, like when these laws and federal programs came into effect, um, people of color, especially black people, were not thought of because, you know, whiteness and white supremacy influences everything that this country is built on. And it is systemic. So we talk about systemic racism. We talk about how deep it is. It is ingrained in the DNA of the United States of America. So the way that people would do this, um, I'm also getting to use my banking knowledge here. So like, I'm really surprised I paid attention in school. Um, so the way that these things would happen, they would have these like big maps and they would color coordinate the neighborhoods based on the race of the family. So if you were white, it typically was like a green or a lighter shade. But the moment that an African-American slash black person was in that neighborhood or even like in a certain area it was marked red that's where the term redlining comes from um so when we talk about redlining or like banks like you know um jp morgan and chase somehow in modern day get you know busted for redlining that's essentially what there is it's unfair housing prices and giving unfair um unfair interest rates and unfair and an uh, unfair disadvantage to people who are marginalized um, based on where they are living and based on the color of their skin. That's where that comes from. So often, you know, banks during this time of the 1950s and, you know, 
up up until when these programs were existing, um, up until the 1960s, often refused to give loans to African Americans, even when things like the GI Bill existed, where things like that were supposed to be guaranteed um, for American servicemen. So the GI Bill has to do with you know being service and being active in the military. Um, 98% of the time when these loans were giving out, it was only to white people. 2% were to non-white people. Um, and if they were able to secure a loan, like I said, they were given at extremely high interest rates to the point where they wouldn't even be able to pay off the loan. The point was to keep them in debt forever. Um, and, you know, this... All of these and all these things, I'm giving you a very brief history, but you can go and do more research on your own, um, affects the racial makeup of a lot of neighborhoods today. So that is a very, very interesting history of that. Um, and I've talked for too long. So um, I just wanted to I, give I, that historical context for when we go into discussions about them, because it does matter. Um, and yeah, that's why I want to do that. <laughs> Honestly, there was a lot of stuff that I needed to go like look up because I was like, what is X, Y, and Z? I've yeah. never heard of this stuff before. So education. Yeah. And the Love Fair it. Housing Act didn't come until the until the late 1960s. So, you know, now you can't do that. So when you see things like I'm giving JP Morgan and Chase because they're like the only people who come to mind. I think it was about six years ago. They had they got better like they got federally investigated for redlining and it was found to be true. Um, yikes. Um, but, you know, beca yikes. because of the Fair Housing Act and all the things that delineated after that and with the Civil Rights um, Civil Rights Act, those things are illegal, but they didn't exist in 1968. And this takes place in the 1950s. So there you go. I use my degree today and my, my, my banking experience. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, people like, honestly, when you when you when you get your degree, you're like, I'm never going to use this again. Ever. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Um, so yeah plot story so when luck when she um, when she moves in guess what's the first thing she sees <laughs> i it's so funny because like literally when that happened i was like how is husband not alarmed that her his wife is like excuse me this is red flag why why are we not being like can we rethink this i even liked how they drove from north carolina to California, she even said this could have be dealt with over the phone. That could have saved us miles. Yeah. Why did we not discuss this? And he's like, "Oh, it'll be fine. Things are changing. Like this is this is the future, sir." If that was me, I would slap the yeah white woman because I was mad. But that is episode one. That's episode one <laughs> of ten. Yeah, and it's so funny. I thought this. Was, I thought this was a movie, but then like actually going to Netflix, I was like, oh. Yep, it's, yeah. it's a whole series. And they've Alrighty. been approved for season two. Why? <laughs> so I think it's going to be more in the setting, though, of American Horror Story, because that's also an anthology where maybe it's like the same characters, but they're doing different things each season. I really hope so. Um, Isn't it bad that I've never seen American Horror Story? I've seen clips. Before y'all roast me, I've seen clips and I know of it. I've just ha I've not sat down and seen the whole series because of time. It's it, it, you're fine. Okay, <laughs> you're I was like, fine. don't don't bash me. Just time. So yeah, it's on my list. It's on my list. But season two, I I really thought I at the end of at the end of episode ten, I was like, okay, it's done. Yay, no more. But season two, yeah. And the thing is, when luck when lucky when she reads, you know, before they signed their deed or not, not I guess they when they signed the, signed up for the loan, I should say not they didn't get the deed, just the loan. 
um the thing about the racial covenants it talks about n-word blood because that's literally how the verbiage is today that is the verbiage even to this day in a lot of ordinances if you want to look it up for your town i know um oh my goodness what is his name john oliver did a um last week's tonight on this particular topic which i also found like you know really interesting um when lucky was signed was before her husband henry signed that that's what she saw she was like what is this and she was concerned because you know you want to leave jim crow south just to sign up for a town that legally does not want you there and so that that is jim crow like just because you moved to sunday california from uh, uh from georgia carolina or north, north carolina excuse me mm -hmm. like same problem i already have day. already already have things about north carolina but i'm gonna leave that for a different show so and <laughs> a lot this just it just brings back trauma this whole show just brings trauma so let's just prepare yourself if you decide to watch it i will say if you decide to watch them watch it for yourself don't watch this podcast and be like i'm gonna go watch it because milady and diva said they watched it if you decide to watch it that's on you but just literally hear what we have to say about tonight because it is a lot it, yeah is... Whoa, i'm just yeah. preparing myself because we got it we got we're even through the first episode still and i'm just like god anywho and also be cautious because i the one thing that also is really upsetting about the show and the things that how they handle a lot of topics poorly is that the Emery's, they're a real family. The names aren't the same, like the first and last name, but it, uh, it's the, the root though. So the real life influences for the main family, for the main character, well, one of the main characters, Henry, um, his name is Emery Hestis Holmes. Um, so that's actually his first name. <laughs> um, and he was the influence for the family. And Henry, he's also, he is a World War II veteran. Um, he is a doctor and a civil rights activist, or he was, I should say. Um, he did move to a predominantly uh, white neighborhood and did experience a lot of, you know, racism and a lot of violence, racial violence towards him and his family. Um, so a lot uh, so I just, you know, because this was also kind of inspired, it wasn't based on, but it was inspired by a real life person. I also find it like very disrespectful about a lot of how a lot of this was handled. Um, it was not I... like, it's not like, you know, one-to-one, -one, like with his family and stuff like that. It was just literally his story because Henry is the, who the father, he is an engineer. Um, you know, he is he also a, a war, war vet. War, he's a war yeah, vet. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, who I also faced did not a lot know of that. racial discrimination. Yeah, I did not know that this this show was inspired by actual an actual real person. Yeah, not all the haunting that changes my feelings. Stuff. Not not all. Yeah, that, that but... that's 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 modern <laughs> that's just, day. But that's that just extra. That's just for that fun. Feels, that feels weird. <laughs> that I I don't like that. That feels weird. Again, why are we making this entertainment now? Yeah, I Hollywood do better. Yeah. Do better, please. I. Mm -mm. And with Henry, mm -hmm. like he has a lot of, he has, so each character, each member of the Emory family have some form of trauma with them that they, so that they go through the episodes that they're, that they're trying, that they're facing and then ultimately have to overcome. So with Henry, he is obviously a war vet. He has PTSD. Um, and, you know, he deals with it as much as he can uh, in the form of suppressing. That doesn't really work out for him. Um, but he also has a lot of guilt for, you know, not protecting his family um, for, you know, an incident that happened to his wife and his um, deceased son. 
Um, and also has like a lot of trauma with assimilating into a white space because, you know, in 1950s, it wasn't common for black men to have roles of engineering in, um, in a place where you get, you know, war government contracts. I don't really know what the name would that would that would be. Um, I don't know if Diva, you want to go into the other characters. <clears throat> so Luck Lucky's trauma, she lost her child. Again, all in the 1950s. Race. Should I should I say it? The show is still technically. I mean, the show came out earlier this year, but should I say how he died? I mean, he was murdered, but should he I was say brutally how? murdered. I wouldn't say how, just for TOS, okay. and also it is okay. horrific. That it is, is that is episode five. That is halfway through the show. So if you decide to watch it again, be cautious. Yes. But yeah, um, the son was uh, murdered and she had to deal with that. She was um, sexually assaulted and she has to deal with that all the time. And just literally being a black woman in the 1950s. Right. Literally. Right. Literally. Like moving into this neighborhood who is predominantly all white families and literally all these white women are staring her down. Like it's, it's the struggle of going, you know, I... That whoo first first episode and they all just they were just all sitting outside being nosy and I'm like, can yeah. y'all mind your business, please? And even it's like that, she even that is not exaggerated. That is also inspired by real life events of how people would torture black families who would live who would move to these areas. Um I know like Nat King Cole was an was an inspiration for like um the burning the, you know, um racial epitaphs on the lawn and also his dog being poisoned that was ha that actually happened in like nat king cole and probably a lot of black families but like he's like a big one but also just like you know just torturing people we also have like the ku klux klan being you know who who the heck they are um going on that's another time. trigger warning yeah because there is there is something else that is in the show that i hate with a passion so there is a lot of blackface in this show there is a lot a lot and it's very uncomfortable yes so and we, do, and we said, do have an article going on in chat about that that's why i have that up just so you store some historical context if you don't know what that is <clears throat> thank, you, thank you so as Melody said they burned the lawn they poisoned the dog they hung up some unfortunate dolls that contained blackface and it's just it's gut-wrenching it's it just does not feel good yeah. i'm like like again poor lucky is just living trying to move away from this trauma she had in north carolina to hopefully have a better life with her family but then it's just like a constant cycle all over again she's a she's living in the 1950s as a black woman with this really like white supremacy neighborhood really like yeah they treat her awful and her daughters <laughs> yep. So Ruby's trauma. Ruby is the oldest, right? She's the eldest, yeah. Okay. I I with everything going on, I'm so bad I forgot all their names. I only know Lucky because you know Honestly, Lucky's I Luck. didn't know that was Luck's name until episode nine. I was like, oh that that is her name. I thought they was just saying words. Like her nickname or something. I don't I was, know. I was so disconnected. I was like, yo, what is happening? It, it, there so was so fine. much happening. We couldn't even we couldn't even connect to like the general information. We were like, Yeah. Our mind was all over. So Ruby, the eldest, so she was you know, she's going through middle school or high school. She's she's yeah, a she's teenager. So yeah. <clears throat> so she's experiencing, you know, she's she's at that growth stage where like everything is important. Like at this stage now, you'll remember it for the rest of your life. 
So she's seeing her parents go through the trauma of losing her baby brother. Um, big thing, beauty standards, which I think is still, I, I will give the show this. I think it is important to talk about this topic because, you know, even being a young black woman or a black girl growing up, I, especially back in the 50s, it's like, if you're not white, then you're ugly. So yeah. her becoming a woman, she she feels ugly all the time being black. Like she literally... She literally is like, I don't want to look like them anymore. And like, it, it in a sense, it's disheartening, but it is true. Like, yeah. I've had experience like that. I'm sure a lot of other young black girls are still currently to this day going through that experience because we're not really being taught like, no, I mean, we are, we're getting better now. We're like, hey, you're black, you're beautiful, be proud, period. But yeah. that is something still that we're going through till this day. And it's just... It's disheartening. And also, she has to parent her younger sister because... The relationship between the parents, we'll get to that a little later, but I feel like Ruby was more of the mother to her younger sister, Gracie. Yeah, Gracie. Because they were, fo <clears throat> they were focusing on their own thing, and then it's like, well, you have a youngest child, and then me, um, who's still going to take care of us? So she kind of stepped up to that um, maternal figure for Gracie. So, yeah. again, a lot for a 14-year-old. A lot for a 14-year-old. Yeah. And Gracie. I'm to talk about this because I'm still a little confused about her imaginary friend, Miss yeah, Vera. Vera. I don't know if you understood that. Yeah, so or not. Miss, I Miss Vera, Miss Vera came from one of her books that she read because um before um before Luck, you know, went through a lot of her traumatic experience, she was a school teacher. Um and right. through and she had you know she had a lot of books and stuff like that and one of the books that uh, Gracie Jean really um got attached to was this book with a character um called Miss Vera, so okay. when the hauntings and stuff like that started to happen, um Miss Vera is the one that manifested in front of her uh, a lot because that's the only thing that I think that she could manifest or the things that she felt very attached to or that she could lean on you know other than her sister because even as a child because she didn't start kindergarten yet so i'm assuming that she would she's probably four or five, four or five. um like that was the only thing that she could latch onto as some type of like maternal figure or something that was consistent in her life that she could rely on if that makes sense so that's how I yeah. interpreted Miss Vera, and then the hauntings came, and then I was like, oh, God. See, it wasn't until, like, <laughs> the end of the show when I was like, oh, that's right, Lucky was a teacher, and then Gracie wanted to become a teacher. Right, like, my, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to talk about the writing in a bit, because I, I, have, I have a couple. I have mixed feelings about the writing. Oh, my God. I'm not a writer. <laughs> I'm an actress. I'm an actor. But the writing <laughs> seemed off. We'll, we'll finish discussing the plot, but I... Just to me, the writing was the writing was awful. We'll, we'll get to it in a second. We're, oh, we're jumping, I'm jumping ahead of myself. That's what I, <laughs> the plot, the plot, the plot, the who, the plot, the what? I even I didn't even know there was one. <laughs> Amazon said it was it was entertainment, so you know it must have had something. What did they rate this? Let me go. Let me be nosy on my Amazon account and see what they I rated. Think this. IMDb said like seven point six, and I was like, you out your mind, you out your damn mine no it is not I imdb is mm, definitely what a thing amazon, say? amazon what Am gave it three and a half stars it doesn't deserve that much out of five, five or ten out of five no mm -mm. 
No. No. I'd say like a 1.5 or 2. I'd say I'd say delete the whole thing. Um so <laughs> one thing about this Not plot this. it's it's ah uh, I don't know if you wanted to uh, explain the 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 covenant and the 100 year incident before modern well 1950s confident i couldn't shouldn't say modern day so, so it's not confusing oh diva hello oh i thought i lost uh -oh. you listen it's technology camera is not no nope. <laughs> nope my camera my camera froze um okay hello i can see okay, we're good <laughs> um i'm trying to think we're talking about like the hundred hundred yeah year when in it wasn't black right? and white yeah with okay um, that also threw me off too i was like why don't we right? do like kind of shift because why do we wait until the last it episode jumped. nine for that it jumped and it was so oh my god so weird i was like why are we in black and white i was like why so, are we looking at the dude the lead from bioshock infinite i'm so confused it, it also <laughs> pissed me off because they left us on a big cliffhangers and i'm a person who hates cliffhangers i'm like how are you gonna go from episode nine little little this is the filler this is the anime filler episode this is exactly what it is it yeah it's important but this is the filler episode and then we get back to like back to the story yeah so the covenant this is 100 years in the past which i also am noticing in a lot of movies recently this is kind of becoming like a regular thing where it's like things happen in the past and then it kind of affects people in the future so and the covenant this is uh in the war the civil war era um I don't know. Hiram. Was he like a priest? He was a priest. What? Yeah. Okay, because he had an accent, and I'm like, "What are you?" I I'm I, questioning things, but I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, if, like accents, like the like the English kind of accent, like filtered out by then. I'm I'm not sure. I wasn't around. Yeah, I I, I had a lot. I had a lot of questions. Again, a lot of questions for that episode. But um, this priest, uh, religious man, um, he lost his son so in a sense kind of like going back to lucky where they lost their son um he's very religious always talking to god literally every single second like asking for guidance you know yeah as as a priest would and there's this child thing that reappears and he's like oh thank you god this is my son goes back to regular life and then they welcome a black couple into the town um but then the priest kind of betrays them saying that they're performing black magic um, just as the couple is killed, um, you know, racism at its finest. Um, the couple is killed and the woman curses the town and it burns to the ground. So, child, boop, boop, be doop, it's not a gift from God. It's also the gift from the devil. Um, so, he kind of says that, um, we're, we're, I, 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 didn't, I didn't think the devil was going to be a white supremacist, honestly. I was like, oh, we're doing this now? Yeah, he was like, he was like, we got to keep this town pure. We have to keep us pure. Yeah, because um, he was like, you prayed to God, and while he stayed silent, I answered you. And I was so like, that. Like, oh, okay. This show had so many red flags, and I was like, I know my black ass. I was like, you know, if my child died, I know God would not return it in a heartbeat. I was like, I know, unless my child is a problem, that's work of the devil. Like God would never return. He would keep it. God works for and, and, the Lord works in mysterious ways. So I'm like, if you return something, that ain't your that ain't your will. I'm just and I don't know if he, like the if the director or writer or writer was trying to elude the fact that Christianity Christianity itself is bad because if you know like you know the the creation stories and stuff like that, you know the devil was an angel. You know he's a he's a falling angel. Um, and so he came 
from God. He was one of God's humblest servants. So it's like, are you trying to say overall that, you know, Christianity itself is the devil and is not, it does not have, I guess, black people's safety or stuff in mind because, you know, it's the same Bible that was used to enslave people. So then, you he know, when said, it, and, then, also, and also culturally, like when it comes to like, you know, like, like African, you know, traditional religions, it's seen as black magic. So it's like, are you trying to make a weird analogy there? Or am I reaching? Because I actually can put two and two together. I'm not sure. Also very interesting. It was very interesting because like he read a scripture and he read the scripture again. And then even the, the woman was like, the black woman was like, that is not what I've read, right. you know, in my version. So I'm just like, right. Also, it was very interesting because, like, the little boy pointed at the script, and I was like, he probably changed that shit in front of you, sir. Yeah. Again, how well, that, do you that not actually, question? That, that was actually a scripture. It, so the thing is, the scripture wasn't different, but... They kind of portrayed it right? Because, um, you know, they say that, you know, the devil can cite scriptures for his own purposes. So it's like, it's up for t interpretation, and anybody can take it in any way that they want to. And this, Again, I, I think whole, at this time, it would be the King James version, if I'm not mistaken. This whole, this whole episode, again, like Sucked. I said before, the writing is questionable. So literally all that was happening, I mean, during the time frame, sure, but right. just throwing that all in before literally the last episode of the series. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't like it. Thank you. I'm like, I did not like this. This was not necessary. Who decided to do this? I I heard that they had like multiple directors yes. in the series. So whoever was in charge of episode nine should have been fired immediately because what the hell was going on? Right. I'm and, just saying. And then, you know, when everything burns down at the end of episode nine, it like does like that um Stranger Things flip when they go into the, the upside down or whatever. Down and then world. it turns mm -hmm. into 1950s Compton where the Emery's live. So it's like, oh, it's the haunted house. This is uh, where all of this happens. So I'm like, again, I I'm noticing this now in a lot of more modern horror films where it's like they're kind of going back to the past and then they're doing like, oh, we have to fix this curse whatever that was brought upon us years ago and i'm like right and then the curse is like racism but i'm like we we knew that yep so, yep like what are you trying to okay they made it they even made it worse i was like damn you were that bad we don't need a ghost Back to protect then? racism jesus <laughs> the mother was even pregnant too that even made it worse i was like y'all yeah like unnecessarily it was unnecessary i was like you lost your child also, my real question is like, okay, you lost your child. Where your wife at? Yeah. Where your wife at? And it's it's like it's like trauma for the sake of trauma's sake. Like I it doesn't. I, and I'm not. I, I don't. I don't know how else to really communicate this. But maybe you can word it better than me after I get it out of my brain. But like, go ahead. If you're gonna have trauma in your plot, it mm -hmm. needs to be something that pertains to the plot not to be there it needs to be relatable fluff. yeah but it needs like, it needs to like, it needs to flow with the rest with of the, the story yeah, I get right like it just yeah. it was just there and i'm like why did the woman and the flashback have to be pregnant like they like it, it, it it's just tra like it's extra trauma on top of like the already brutal trauma because the thing is with trauma throughout this entire series like i would say like especially with this they they show it all of it like you see it I, I have, <laughs> I, I, have I don't know a how theory. else to say that. 
I have a theory relating to okay so the priest man i'm gonna call him jimmy so jimmy lost his son oh what was me but god sent back his son but we know it's not his son right then i guess he sees like this pregnant woman and it's like oh this is her child this is hers kind of going back to like modern time with like lucky and betty god bless betty God bless Betty. There was, I will say, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna just go ahead and spoil this. Betty apparently cannot have kids. Woe is me, crocodile tears. And, you know, Lucky has two beautiful daughters and Betty's jealous as, you know, most women usually are. And Lucky said this one line that I literally had to pause because I gasped. Because she was like, Betty was like, oh, you should be doing something with your like kids or something. She's like, at least I have kids. And I was like, period period yep. you tell her period so I, I i guess in a sense jealousy i don't yeah i don't know because the thing I is she know. really she really wants kids and like the thing is like with this plot like with this story even like throughout the 10 episodes there were characters that were given backstories that didn't need it um the characters were fine as is because i mm-hmm. don't especially for the white characters i don't need he- racism humanized and like I understand that there are that people in general, individuals have their own problems, have their own traumatic experiences, have their own things that are going on. I completely get it. Excuse, in it this does not context, you for your behavior. I don't care. Yep. I don't care. Yep. Uh, I don't. No, I don't know how else want- to, to to say that. Because like with Betty, like the whole like sidebar thing with her and the milkman, I'm like. Can we, oh. can we, can we, can we even talk about the milkman? George? Oh, George. No. Oh, he's not no. George. He's just George. My bad. No, no. We, we don't give him no cute names. Again, we don't need to sympathize for but these characters. But also wrong movie. <laughs> he didn't float. Stop. Stop. No. I'll take it any day. Listen, I'll take it any day than watching this. I'd be like, come on, Pennywise. Just here. <laughs> Take me, let me float. I don't care. I'd rather float down the sewer waters than deal with this. Cause absolutely not. This was like, why would you bring in a character? It's like, yeah, I used to be a hitman, and then you have a racist woman who's living next to a black family who yep. has like this weird relationship with this milkman who used to be a hitman. Again, writing, question mark. I think that was because she was craving, like, intimacy because she didn't have it for her husband because it is alluded to that her husband is gay. Honestly, good for her husband. Get out while you can. Well, your wife is not crazy. necessarily. I, I will. I, I found, uh, what, what, oh, dang, I wrote down this child's name. Uh, I, uh, the husband? Clark? Clark. Clark. The, 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 like, the gay husband, I, I, Mm, I God, this writing sucks. He was literally a witness to all the racism that was happening, and you could tell that he didn't like it, but he also did nothing to actively stop it. And it's just interesting because, like, when you talk about people who have marginalized identities, but they're still white, and their whiteness, you will always take precedence, will always have power in any situation that they're in, even whilst while dealing with discrimination is an interesting plot with him but it's never expanded characters literally there's it's never expanded so it's like why is like why why is it a sub point then don't have it in there 
Yeah. Like, there's literally three characters in the show, like, I can point out who it's like, in a sense, they were like, yeah, I mean, yeah, things are changing. Yeah, these people are being racist, but I won't be racist, but I'm not going to do anything. And I'm like, you're still part of the problem. Like, right. come on, Betty. No, not Betty. Excuse me. Clark. We're not. I'm thinking of another name. Su I, Susie's bad. Oh, yes. Julie. Uh, there we go. Julie. There we go. Julie, come on. I'm the realtor. She was like, yes, you know, I kind of yes, want to do something point, with this family, point. but then at the same time, I still want to keep my job because, you know, being a woman, being a working woman. Right. Ooh. And then when you sell houses, she gets a kickback. Yep. <laughs> And then you yep. were, and then you were like made to think that like the cop, first of all, a cab, uh, was like a good person or whatever, and like come to find out he was being paid under the table. It's like, oh, like the Emirates have an ally in the, in, in the police, and I'm like, stop, like the police for black people are not our allies. Do <laughs> they you are understand? Not. Do you did you understand the relationship between the realtor and then the cop dude? I forgot his name, but he got shot. He did get oh, shot. Well. Dag. Anywho, he pissed off. Um, <laughs> you know, I almost said something. Oh, writing. Um, yeah. So, question mark. So, with the, when the realtor sold a house to a black a black family, um, she would pay the cop to keep an eye on them because they both know that white people are horrible and that they are harassing these black families. Um so to keep an eye to keep them safe or to keep them in that house so the banks can keep collecting their payments essentially yep. so he what well, he came in seeming like an ally but he's not and he's also not. he's a cop so like a lot no. of, a lot <laughs> a lot of these characters who would like try and help lucky and their family were not helped were they, not were allies. Not, they were they not being helpful. No they were just allies. looking out for themselves. Even even the the other black families, like they were like it was never framed. Can we can we talk about that? Because I still, I'm still a little lost with that. Like it was kind of thrown at us and then just like right back. Because I mean, like Lucky's still trying to, you know, keep her sanity before she goes off on Betty. Yeah. But it's it's like okay, we had this one family who's down the lane, but then something happened. And then we had this other black family move into like a white predominant family a neighborhood. But then something happens and she's like in a clinic. I who the hell in the uh, she's in an asylum. And yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're, like, they're, yeah. I, a, a lot of this story has been just thrown together all over not even together it's just all over the place like yeah. i i like it sucks i hate that i'm i've there's so many times i had to go back and rewatch episodes but i didn't want to do and i'm still confused like yeah. if you're gonna have a series especially a very serious series be sure that the plot is smooth so the audience can understand especially audience who relate to main characters understand what's going on because there's a lot of times I'm just like, what is happening? Yeah. What is happening? Like, I get, like, there's, there's, there's scenes where we're going to, we're about to discuss horror effect, but there's scenes where this is all mentally happening within Lucky, where it's like psychological horror, where she's imagining it, like she's seeing it, but it's not really happening. But it turns out it did happen. And I'm just like, yeah. Make, Make up your mind, They please. didn't discern, like, between the psychological things unless it was, like, way out of the way. Like, you know, like, there's no way there's, like, 
a demon that's really choking you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm like, okay, yeah. she's, like, not seeing these things. But then sometimes she is. So it's like, what are the details that pertain to the, the plot? And I will say, um, before we take um, a quick break, because I know I need a little bit of water. Um, yeah. I will say that, you know, we're, we're going to go into the horror things, but I think this also ties into the ties into um this as well there's too many enemies yes there's too many um so it's like i i don't know how else to say this other than pick a struggle (laughs) there's there's too many enemies to to overcome everybody tries to do with avatar the last airbender did with like having like a fire lord ozai a prince zuko and azula the fire nation and have all the things that doesn't that doesn't work for everybody and everyone can't do yep. that well. Yep. Look at for look this at, show look at Ruby. For, <laughs> for this show specifically, like I feel like with the success of Get Out and also the success mm-hmm. of Lovecraft Country, mm-hmm. they try to do the same thing and literally just put it all in one series and I'm like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. So Which we do have a, we do have a statement on that, but let's take mm-hmm. a quick 5 minute break and we'll be right back okay we are back and i i have water oh not it being uh, keyed out for being aqua (laughs) no it looks looks like i'm drinking blood like the um like the lady demodome ladies demodome Cassandra Demodome, not you spilling your blood on the screen. I'm how sorry, dare how you? messy of me. <laughs> I mean, you have to have that blood. You know, it's good. It's good for the good for the body. Good Man the blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wait, let me get. Let me wait. Would this be? I use this sound on TikTok. It's to make clearly, it it's clearly fake. But you know, people ask me the dumbest thing: Is it's real? Yes, it's real. It's totally real. Just it's a tangible totally object, but not a weapon. <laughs> when I want it to be. Who? <laughs> Don't get me mad in cosplay, y'all. I use props and everything. You make me mad, you might want to start running. <laughs> just saying. I mean, you, you were saying before swinging. before we went live that you've been to cons and heels before. That is a weapon I within sure have. I sure have. <laughs> Ran in stilettos and stuff. I I do the part. If I listen, if I if I cosplay a short character, a tall character, you better believe my five foot ass is gonna be at least five foot eight in stiletto heels. I'm just saying. Nah. I look the part. I look the part. I gotta do it. Oh my goodness! So we're gonna go into the horror element of this black horror anthology. I mean, do we do we want to talk about the, the white people's trauma, or we want to skip that? Dude, I don't care about them. <laughs> the, not them. Betty with not Betty with the not Betty with the oh oh poor Betty Aww. poor Betty. When she stood up and said all those things during that meeting, but then, oh, poor Betty, poor Betty. Like, I, I would just say just in general, it's really gross that mm-hmm. the director chose to humanize the white characters that don't experience the amount of, wow, the amount of trauma that the uh, Emery's do, because literally the Emery's in every single episode, there is no moment of relief. There is no moment of just love and just loving, like, the family and loving each other and stuff like that that happens. It is just trauma every single, like, moment for the Black family, but, like, the 
white families get like moments of like humanity and just existing I, and stuff like that like i don't like that that's why i really don't care <laughs> also i will say it's like i just hate that they also gave it to those who were bluntly like racist and rude mm-hmm. to the family themselves so i'm just like what are we saying to the audience here is my question right horror right yeah. we love mm-hmm. horror here <laughs> horror enthusiasts wow this is a horror show right question yeah <laughs> no mm-hmm. seriously question would you consider this horror because for me one Tra- what, i would consider trauma it trauma horror? porn i would consider it trauma yeah porn. i mean it's very it's very thriller in a sense but i would not consider this horror yeah they qualify like Lovecraft as that i think they qualified as both and their little tags on amazon but um i would say it's trauma porn so yeah they should add that tag because it's, yep. it's just what it is and it's like is trauma porn the only thing that black horror can be approved for if you're not jordan peele or lovecraft country you know what i mean is that the only way to get a budget behind w- your work we said this before people are trying to do the same things like things that were successful successful excuse me already they want to try and do it again and be successful but it doesn't work that way yeah they're sick they they were successful for a reason yeah now right. you got to put the work and do it yourself right not come up with these um plots question mark because by the time jordan peele was jordan peele like i mean who's gonna say no to him like it, it's like i'm jordan peele okay you're approved like it doesn't have yep. to I, I i can't imagine that he's going because the thing is um what is his name um that little marvin that's his the name the creator of the show um this was his first work ever on his imdb this is the first thing that is listed so you know compared to like a jordan peele versus somebody who is unknown it's like i think what amazon is looking for because the thing is with trauma porn whether it's good well whether it's like trauma porn is never good i don't want to say that no trauma porn sells i should say regardless of the plot and like how broken a lot of these things are and the writing and everything like this in this show it sells because people watched it so much so that it has thousands of reviews on imdb the same with amazon you know it has ratings it has youtubers talking about it It has us talking about it and stuff like that so it sells and the thing is, white companies like Amazon know that. And the oh, thing is, God. that's why I'm going to go on a little sidebar. That's why I always tell y'all to engage with Black Joy and to amplify that. Because the thing is, with trauma porn, we know exactly what that is. When people were retweeting like things like the, the video of George Floyd's, you know, being his neck being kneeled on by the white cop. And that was constantly yep. being retweeted and retweeted and Last retweeted. Summer Look at the was... things that get engagement versus the things that are black joy that that are black business Mm -hmm. and stuff like that there's a difference because companies even algorithms know when it comes to blackness that is the thing that sells and that moves and that pushes because the thing is even makeup companies do it outrage culture it's the same it's a outrage culture black outrage is a descendant of trauma porn i will say i believe they're first cousins like with tart shape tape when there were no black shades Look how much engagement they got for months because of what they did. They know what sells and they know what they're doing. That's why when we tell you to, to don't do that thing or to be careful of what reason. you're putting out there, that's why. Because there's a method in that. Mm-hmm. Because things like them get greenlit and now we have to talk about it. Yeah. Yep. 
so please celebrate us for our joy and all the hard work we put in. Not 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 during our worst times because right. we ain't good during those times. We are not we are not one hundred percent during those times. So right. So don't. yeah, like with the heart, I, I don't know. I just it felt like these were just. I don't mind jump scares. They were just all predictable. Like there was not a moment. I I literally sat down in a basement with a closed door in the dark and watched this show. There not once did I feel any type of way. I don't know why I did oh, that. No. I was I oh, mean no. I, I don't know. Oh no. I mean like I, I was just watching care. some accounts, but I was like, was there really jump? What was a jump scare? It was there for like you know like when you're in when you're in um. I don't know when you're right. You, I don't know what like standardized tests you take, but like when you have to have like 500 words in an essay, the horror elements felt like the fluff, like the although, mm-hmm. but rather, but like you're not literally, you're literally saying nothing in that, like in that essay. You just need to get the 500 words. It feels like the horror elements in this show were like filler, yeah. like they were just there to be there just to say it's horror. I, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it. Okay, so there's a scene where Ruby was saying the Pledge of Allegiance, and she kind of stumbled because she saw her imaginary friend. And, I mean, in a sense, that was a little suspenseful, but, I mean, I guess for some people who are not horror enthusiasts like myself, I was like, I it, it's so funny because there were so many times where I would call something, and I'm like, this is going to happen. Boom. This shit's going to happen. Boom. It happened. So, yeah. I don't know. I guess, I guess I've watched too many horror movies where I can just, I sense something coming, and I'm just like, damn, I was right. What is it? There was, there was, there was, Jesus, what's the father's name? Oh my God. Henry. Henry? There was a, there was a time where Henry was sitting down. He looked over, he looked back. I paused and I said, I know what's about to happen. Played it again. Boom. There it was. And I was like, I'll be a jump scare for people. But for me, I was prepared because I knew my black ass. Yeah. I I knew. I I think with Henry, I found his like ghosts and disturbances, like the most unsettling because yep. of the blackface yep that was a white person two things two things two things actually so the actor that he was interacting was a black man and that's another thing i'm like how is a black man okay with doing blackface that's one thing. That but was, then but then at the end it was revealed to be a white, white person man. and it was mm-hmm. weird i'm like it Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, with blackface, there would be black people back in, you know, I'm not going to say back in time, because menstruacy still exists. Mm-hmm. Um, we still see it happen, happening. <laughs> Aquafina. Um, so the thing is, like, but when menstruacy was, like, menstrual shows, when people would, when white people would go and that was their form of entertainment, there would be black actors who would put the tar on their face and perform. Cause, because even their brown skin was enough for the entertainment value so um, so well and i think that's what made it unsettling and uncomfortable for me yeah yeah so it's that i would just i could that wasn't really it was just it was horrific because it was traumatic yeah and it's like okay also just him saying like oh Never, never remind someone of a traumatic event and then kind of put the blame on yourself. I mean, we, we are, we as humans already do something like if we already do that in a sense. So it's like, I don't really need my inner demons. Like, and I'm seeing it, even though it's really not there, but the way he was interacting with this character, it's like, I don't literally need you belittling me saying that I am the worst human in the world for not protecting my family. When I already know I'm fighting with myself that I'm not protecting my family, Right. which I will give Henry that he is trying, but, you know, kind of covering up things with all that is going on. 
was not the best way. Yeah, and the thing there's is, already been a lot of signs saying that this is not the best decision. But yeah, and the me. thing is, with, that's why I was saying like pick a villain because with the priest, um, his name is Hiram. Um, oh. but with him, the when he formed the covenant with the devil, the agreement was that in exchange for everlasting life, he would make them, meaning black people's lives, a living hell, in exchange for for him for his spirit to live on forever um so the thing is is like that's that's why he terrorizes them because he preys on their worst fears or he preys on where their heart is the weakest i think that was the language that they use but it's like it was ah it's just like the the racial component because then on top of that you have that enemy but then you also have racism the big enemy that you can't defeat like that is an undefeatable enemy um yep. you know we hope and aspire for racism where we live in a post racist uh, era that's probably not going to happen not in our lifetime but like then you have the neighbors and then you have the police so it's like that's why i say like it, just the horror element like even if you just removed like one of those enemies i think it would be a more streamlined thing a plot that you could work with a little bit but it was just it was just so disjointed and it's just like what is the point of this because then they have to face Hiram in his many forms to defeat them to overcome the thing that is making them uh overcome their to, to overcome their trauma so you have you know with um luck you know all of her trauma with her you know her deceased son and then with Henry his PTSD and his guilt and then it's Ruby with her struggling with her image and her family and just all the trauma she has to take on and then this the child I'm like what was the point of this and then they and then they walk out of the house and then they still have to face racism in the neighbors and then yep. it ends yep can we talk can we also talk about like the family itself like when they're together yeah i mean as a black hat as a black household i i again uh, they all were dealing with their own struggles but at the same time it's like i didn't really see that black love at all so when the ending kind of happened it made no sense yeah right it made no sense whatsoever at all it's just like why are they holding hands in there because i think like through like you know the black family the black community like we try to like stick we'll try to stick together and get through the thing but it's we try, like we try we do try but, but like i said try, like we throughout try. Mm-hmm. this entire anthology it was just trauma after trauma after, and then they were torturing each other then yep. they were torturing each other like you know he like he has uh, a thing with like sweets so he doesn't like sweets because of the mustard gas from world war ii um and you know so she would like torture him and give him pie which he knows which she knows he has an issue with and then he would get back at her by you know calling her crazy or telling her to get over her trauma or get over the trauma of her son being brutally murdered um one scene there was one scene in particular because like especially when those two scenes happened like when they went when luck and henry went to the other black family mm. and she was kind of showing henry like hey something's not right i'm trying to show you he didn't believe her and then they had like a it's always weird when it's it's not even weird it's awkward when they have like love scenes where yeah. it just it made no sense because i was like why is this here like there is i've I've not seen any love whatsoever granted i see 
you're a family, you have two kids, but where's the love? And then also, where did this happen? Why did you all of a sudden you're like, you know what? Here right now, let's do it. Let's get it on. And I'm like, mm, what? I'm what? uncomfy. <laughs> no. And like, the, what is it like this scene? There's there's a time where like Henry goes and he gets like a picture box. Jesus. He buys a TV for the family and he's like, I oh, want to yeah. surprise luck. And I'm like, oh, that's sweet. But then like comes home, she's out, and he's like, you know, at least does like she check ever, in no, on Does she wife? ever see the TV? Does she ever like see that thing no she didn't matter. but there was a time no there was no she didn't but there was a time they were talking she shut the tv off so i was like you knew about this tv but you didn't react because he got the most offensive model exactly so i'm just like what where's the love where is the love where is the love where is the love because i did not see it at all <laughs> i did it so yeah the relationship between henry and luck were again writing question yeah mark. I will say one thing I did like about this is that the family, all of them were dark skinned. Every single last one of them. I love yes! that. Yes! Because you, nev yes! you never see that. You never yes! see it. Yes! Ever. And I, think, and I think it made it harder like, with the daughter is that she was struggling with like feeling pretty because I'm like, damn. You are beautiful. Yes! Damn. When Luck <laughs> stepped up, what is, what is the actress name? Because I, all the credit, she, I would say she the carried the whole was show. was top tier from everybody. She, Sold it. And yeah. what oh she is beautiful. When she went and got her hair done, I was like, yes, Queen, show off. Yeah. All that lovely melanin skin. Come on, Queen. Like Because you, you really don't see that nowadays. You don't. you don't see a lead actress, a black woman, usually dark skin. So but I the thing is the, and they did that, but, it, mm. it was the whole family though, too. Because typically mm -hmm. it's just like, well, you know, like they'll do like the my wife and kids thing, and it's like, okay, we get it. Like, not everybody can I guess look the same like it just like at, like it, tv when it comes to television like it feels like that's always the standard and like just to see that i was like wow that's cool i do see a lot more dark males than women so it was nice to see three women dark women in yeah. this series i will say that so i yeah. was very nice i was so happy of that that's it i that's, think I've, I've i seen, hope for the actors the daughter hope... before was she was uh, she Ruby? us? Yes. Was she in us? I think so. She was the she was the child from the carnival. I hate I hate going to IMDb, but you know <laughs> what? You know I that's my that's my source. That oh not this is us us the not IMDb. oh please please not that this sadness. is race this is race at its finest the best movie um us thank you I'm just gonna do them yeah there we go all the acting um, was top tier I just really hope that there was like a psychologist on set especially for the kids. Um, yeah, and I mean, and I don't mean just like Rube, the actors for Ruby and Gracie. I mean also because they were also white children, and I mean like they were kids, kids Gosh, um, on set to kind of kids. deconstruct that because there were also children like participating in like I know it's like acting, but the thing is like you don't that can really spill into and really affect a child, um, especially like I because with black kids like that's your reality even in Hollywood. You know you're gonna experience racism unfortunately no matter what but like with the white kids to know that the violence that they can perpetuate even in like the active like aggressive uh violent form that was in the in you know the series but also just you know uh the microaggressions as well i really really hope that that was considered on the set but something I tells hope. me it wasn't it was not 
that little boy peeing <laughs> on the laundry and that ooh, luck just ran after the little boy. I was like, girl, say, but I hope the little boy is, is okay after they said cut because um right because you really gotta traumatizing mm -hmm. right and often you know i i don't know i don't know how white families are teaching their white children about racism and like the severe power that they can and will play into white supremacy so like i think with you know especially like a black therapist i would really i just would i hope that they would have somebody like that on set because this was just a yeah. lot going on this show was a lot so even for us adults for watching this i can't even imagine what the kids went through like i'm i i can't even feel for sure there are many times where gracie probably broke down or even ruby broke down yeah because this was a lot yeah this was a lot especially the scene where ruby painted her skin white i was like oh god oh my god i forgot i forgot i forgot oh my god yeah i'm never watching the show again never i'm never watching don't, the show please again. don't watch oh the show oh my god <laughs> oh um, my god yeah and the thing is, like, we were talking about, you know, a theme that we're going on. Like, you know, it just feels like it was just trauma for the sake of trauma. Um, Sharonda Rhimes, who is um, with uh, Pay or Wait, that is a YouTube channel, uh, Black Woman. Go support that. Um, so her name is, uh, it's called Pay or Wait. Um, she asked a question at the African American Film Critics Association. Um, she asked Little Marvin, are you just exploiting Black pain to get recognition since this is your first thing you've ever done and um little marvin respond and said no i didn't just pick and choose little things in history and just put them in my show yeah you did sir those yeah, are some fighting words, some fighting words. <laughs> because if you, you had any semblance exactly of writing you, you 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 thought you was doing something there you you did and the thing is it and worked it, it, and it, it got you paid that it's his it's weird that this is his first his first work. piece of work yeah We'll see if he gets anything else after this. Yeah, I don't know if the anthology is going to continue with the Emery story. Um, I would assume not if they're doing it in the style of American Horror Story because the, there's there in American Horror Story, there aren't seasons, many seasons that have to do with one another. Um, some of sometimes, you know, a crossover or they um, I know in Apocalypse, they did, you know, things relating to each season and stuff like that. But normally you could just watch a season and you can keep up just fine it's kind of like final fantasy like they're yeah, all yeah. They're, okay. they're their own things okay cool 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 yeah so when i do finally decide to sit down and watch american horror story god knows when that's gonna be <laughs> got it what is time as a full-time content is, creator what is, what is free time yeah full-time content creator who is she not me still working a day job and doing all this what i mean same mean? but honestly like between you, me and you if i had to clock how many hours i put into content creation i literally it would be between my my full-time job and like my other than this it would probably be like 80 hour work weeks yeah i tell people i usually work about 15 hours a day and they're like you're lying and i'm like i'm not i'm no, literally not that's very real I'm literally not like we Dude. like we're out here and periodic table that's why i asked you to be on this because i like i know the hard work you do and i definitely know your appreciation for horror for cosplay for all the things and we both work hard so definitely go support both of our channels periodic Period. table periodic <laughs> so table we can, both be creators. can we just say that okay i will say this is this is a black joy can we talk about how resident evil retweeted your post today i want to retweet both of us 
that's still fine. I know. That's still fine. I, just I got ret- I got retweeted by Deathloop, so that's fine. That's that's oh still, you that's did. Still... That's fire. Yes. So, it, it's still a win. Look at black 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 yes, joy. Always. Black joy. Always. Period. Congratulations. So, thank you. I was, really, I was really excited about that. I was like, I did, yeah. So, yeah. And thank you for Twitch for you know sponsoring this show yes. and believing in our vision. I saw Kawaii guy in the audience. Um, thank you for believing in me and dealing with my antics <laughs> of all hours of the day. <laughs> really, really appreciate that. Um, I don't know. Did you have like any final thoughts before we move into Q and A? Um. um- watch the show just don't go watch lovecraft go watch lovecraft no just that i have to it. watch you need to watch lovecraft first off r.i.p to the uncle phenomenal actor and um the cast is just gorgeous i'm, put, I'm gonna put it on my list because i think i need and to I watch also, my brain of this show so i'll probably also, do that i love i love how because of lovecraft a lot of these actors are getting more gigs now so love that for yeah. them um, uh, Jernay is gonna get her own Black Canary thing. Yes. yes. Won't he do it? Yes. Won't <laughs> she do it? Excuse me. Oh, he. She did all the work. All, all the hard work. Period. <laughs> Anywho, um, don't watch this show. Black trauma is not entertaining. And yeah, that's really it. Yeah. That's really it. Oh, also one more thing. Don't have a black woman do the most traumatic um episode in the series, period. Don't ever let a black woman direct the most traumatic. The only black woman you in have. The series. In the series. In the series. Mm. Any other episode, they made her do that one. Yep. Cool. I hope she got I hope she got paid for that. Cause that's awful. Yeah. Awful. Yep. Yeah, that's, it. that's my that's my final thoughts on them. I will say the acting's good. I like the music. I like the costuming and just the way they've designed everything to really look like the 50s. But other than that, that's really it. Because, woo, I had to pause, get up, and walk around a little bit so I don't have high blood pressure. Yeah. Um, I would say, yeah, I would say definitely do not watch the show um, at all. When people did the heavy lifting for y'all. Yeah, um, you're welcome. One thing I definitely did, I I love the music. Um, we had got a lot of um like Ella Fitzgerald. We had some Nat King Cole in there. Um, we had a lot of like songs like like oldies that like my mom has like records to that I absolutely like love to hear. Um, and some of the songs I'm so embarrassed I recognize from Fallout because I don't know a lot of like the white like singers from the 1950s. So I'm I sorry. recognize all the songs because <laughs> of Peter. So I was like, wow. Okay. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's the song from Fallout. I'm like, oh no, it's not. Um, but they were mostly like the white. So I'm like, oh, okay, that's why I don't know. Um, yeah, I would say the sets were absolutely incredible. Um, the wallpaper, I'm so glad wallpaper died. Um, thank God. <laughs> she was scratching the wallpaper, and I was like, you know, I would be the same thing. Like, if a little tear was on my wallpaper, I'm like, this all has to come down, burn it down. And I have to go to the store and re put it up. Yeah, but overall, um, don't watch the show, and please don't let little Marvin ever touch anything ever again. Thank you. Period. Um, for so your first, for your first, yes, come first. on. Yep, jeez, yeah, the dish. The disrespect. Okay, so we have some time for Q&A. Woo, 
Hold on. Am I not a human being right now? Okay. Uh -oh. Okay, so we have one from Lainey Love. Um, do, do you all believe that them could have been improved or salvageable in any way, or was it a lost cause from the start? From the start. From it was the a start. lost cause from the start. Literally the first, literally when Lux saw that blue, that fine print, I knew how the show was going to go down immediately, yeah. immediately. And not having like the cultural competency to just handle a lot of these things, even as, you know, a black man. No, I man. lied. I lied. When, when they were driving and she had that dream of what we will see in episode five, I knew it was going to go down. Oh, just right, right. Yep. Yeah, the foreshadowing. That was the start. That was the start of the episode. That was like not even five minutes in. So yeah, I knew exactly how the show was going to go down. Lost from the start. Um, genuine yeah, question. I hope, uh, I hope this doesn't come off as idiotic or sarcastic. But what are your thoughts on a white director like Quentin Tarantino creating a movie like Django Unchained, where the language was brutally racist, still given the context, still feels extremely uncomfortable to watch? Is there another example of a white director exploiting uh black history in the U.S. for shock factor? Um, there's a lot of I'm directors who do that. I've never actually seen Django yet. You don't, I don't know need if to. I want to. Okay. Um, here's the thing about Quentin Tarantino. Um, white people put him on a pedestal when it comes to white people put him on a pedestal when it comes to filmmaking. So anything they feel like anything that Tarantino does is just great. And the thing is, when you try to criticize him for overstepping a lot of boundaries that he doesn't understand, um, and it shows that he doesn't understand you get kind of destroyed by the white fandoms and the white film bros. And the thing is, um, y'all don't have the cultural competency either because you're also a part of the problem. Um, I feel like Quentin, Quentin Tarantino is somebody who like is that white person who like wants to be black and uses his film and power as an excuse to do the things that he does. Did he, did he do Pulp Fiction or am I thinking of someone else? Tarantino? Yes. I think that is a Tarantino film. Okay, okay. So yeah, I don't need to see Django. Okay, we're good. Moving on. We're good. We're good. Let me... Yep, it is. Yep, that's him. Okay. Okay, yeah. I see it. I see it. Okay. Cool beans. Cool beans. Any other questions? Anybody? Yes. Do you have any other questions? He's a genius. No, he's not. I was even confused watching that movie. I was like, what's going on? They struggle. Like, I, I don't understand when directors, like, just throw in so many scenes at once. I'm like, granted, we have an hour and 30 minutes, but we only have an hour and 30 minutes. I don't need, like, 20 scenes to, like, introduce all these characters, and that's it. Yeah. Um, He oversteps so many, but he's seemingly, he's untouchable because he is a cis white man in Hollywood, and he's powerful. That is why he is untouchable um do y'all have any suggestions for any white filmmakers currently listening or watching for them to understand about sensitive black stories since we know they're going to do it if your writer's room looks like you you that's it, that's a problem that's a problem you need to one have diverse uh writing rooms True. but the thing yep. is it's okay for black people to write stories about the things that they about 
I guess like you know the black experience but also it's okay for black people to write about joyous things but the problem the issue is like when it comes to like joyous thing is that white people feel like they can't relate to it so then they don't want to support the thing unless it's like a black panther or something or something attached to some bigger conglomerate like a dc or a marvel or you know whatever um for white filmmakers, I really would challenge you to question why you feel like you need to write on black trauma in the first place. Why film? Why filmmakers or why writers or producers or directors like the Game of Thrones folks felt the need to want to make a story about the Civil War and more black trauma and were kind of upset when that got sacked because of the pushback that you got. Um, even from, you know a series that didn't have a lot of black people because it's not historically accurate, you know, with all the freaking dragons and stuff running around, um, to have black people in your narrative. Um, so I would challenge you as to why you think that you need to do that, why you want to do that and why you're so hard pressed to do that. Um, because it comes off inappropriate. And I always use Bioshock Infinite as an example. I really don't care if people like that game. Like that is a horrific game. And it was written by a white man. Why? And who is that audience it. for? Because the thing is you will never have the competency to write or have the empathy to know what that's like in order to portray it to an audience for all to understand and grasp. You'll never have it because you don't experience racism. If you have, you know, you have other intersecting identities and stuff like that, but the thing is, specifically when it comes to white supremacy and systemic racism in America, you don't have that. So I would challenge as to why you wanna do that and why you can't tell your own stories. Is it because you think that's not profitable? Hmm. Take a challenge. I know we do every day and look where we are. Yeah. Succeeding. Succeeding. Learn <laughs> a thing or two. Biosh. Oh my gosh. I don't know if you had something. I, swear, I, I sorry, that, I popped I up on that because I get mad. I swear the theme of this show was jealousy because I oh my god. Yeah. People really people really get jealous and I'm like, we just out here living. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yes, please go watch Candyman. Please. I hope it's still in theaters because I want to go see it again. Yeah. Um Lainey asks, what stories would you like Black directors to touch on more? Fantasy! Fantasy. Fantasy. Okay, we both said it! Literally, <laughs> BIPOC, BIPOC Vamp Day was not too long ago. I want to see vampires, I want to see fairies, <laughs> I want to see knights, I want to see dragons, I want to see all that. All oh my god. Please. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like, we're literally dressed as vampires. Love that. I got in cosplay, like a quick cosplay for Bi Vamp Day. It's like, why am I not a vampire? Malaya, remind me of this later. I found a TikTok. I'm going to show you it. It It's true. Yeah. It's true. Like, I just, I want to see it. Like, it's so annoying where it's like, you have these massive, and this goes for video games too. Like, you have these worlds of dragons and magic and vampires and things. And it's like, the only thing that can't exist is Black people? Like, that's talk where you about draw the line? Like, it's just, I want it to come from Black people, though. I want it to come from us. I don't care, like, if it's, like, you know, what, uh, I, I don't care. It, it, I just want it to come from us. And I want Can it to be done lovingly, and I want those stories to be told. And the thing is, I want it to be joyous and happy, because the thing is, like, with Black stories, like, you know, for example, taking a Spider-Man, Spider-Man into the universe, you know, Miles Morales, while they 
like while you know he is you know a biracial um you know because he's afro-latino he when he um uh, a bicultural i should say um you like you know that of him but the thing is in that movie the things that here he's facing it's a coming of age story and that's also a lot of things that you don't see i want to see black coming of age films where you know black kids go and you know come of age but they're going through things that teenagers just do yes there's going to be that racial component but it's not like a glee where like you know the black or like a a horror coming of age story that's horror and that the black person is like the anxious one because they know the consequences of their actions are going to be weighed heavier versus their white counterparts in in a show or in a series or something like that like that's what I want to see. I want to see like more black queer stories because I feel like a lot of queerness is centered on whiteness. And yes. that's irksome because you never see queerness from the perspective of a black person. It's always from the formulation of a white person or they have to have like a white partner. Or ex- like I, that's what I want to see. That's I would what lo- I want to say. I, you know what? I would actually love to see. I would love to see that. Quick question though. Does anyone know if Forspoken is a black creator? Because that that is the the main character is black and she is in like a fantasy esque realm so i, I think, would like to see more of that yeah i'd love I, to see more of that did i i think i did i get a code for this oh yeah forespoken oh no no that's i didn't that, i've got a code for something else this does, hasn't come out yet i'm not sure i guess cause i don't know if there's not a lot of information out on this too yeah correct. so i guess we'll have to keep an eye on it also tell me to shut up diva because i know i'm talking a lot no, you're good. Um, no, it's not. It, it it comes out for a while, so we're not gonna learn too much. Damn. Damn. Yeah, I want to see more fantasy. I really want to see more fantasy. We love playing D and D. We love just the fantasy esque realm itself. Why can't we go to the big screen or even just like streaming services and see that ourselves? Right. Because I want to. And stop canceling it after to. season one. Netflix. When it does happen. I'm not gonna say. I'm still waiting for Lovecraft Country season two. Oh, that's. I know it's not gonna happen. I got to show you an article on that because you're gonna be mad. You're gonna be really upset. They were like, "Well, we can't have a season." Oh, they were him and Hall, and it was a mess. Um, uh, I guess you you can answer this one, Dana. How how do you recover after watching uh, watching that? I guess they mean them. How do you recover? Well, um, I was I was having adult juice when I was watching it, so get more adult. Just kidding. Um. (laughs) I guess playing chill games, because I still am playing Breath of the Wild, even though I've already put, like, 2,000 hours in the game. Taking a bubble bath, cuddling with my cats, discussing. I will say, that because of the show, um, like, my partner, I've been five years, he is, he he's Colombian, an eighth Mexican, but his father's white, so it is, it is, I, I don't want to say it's good, but it is, it's important that he kind of saw how this show affected me and it also affected him. And we had a very, you know, mature conversation about this where it's like, you know, there are still people in this world who find a black trauma, entertaining, exciting. And he's like, no, this is awful. And this should not be a thing. So it's a good start mm-hmm. that he knows that this needs to stop. So it's good you have that support I will give system. a show that. Hmm? It's good you have that support system. Yeah, because I was like, oh boy, I'm about to go to jail. I'm going to let God fix it, because if I fix it, I'm going to go to jail. <laughs> uh, I think for me, I just watch Twilight, but I mean, I do that every other week, so. Or Twilight TikToks. Can we talk about that? 
my favorite. <laughs> I can't leave and I won't leave. I'm so happy. I am so happy. I don't I care. Love, I love TikTok. I love, I love Twilight TikToks. It just brings joy to my system. Twilight memes, Twilight TikToks. Dragging Stephanie Meyer, dragging E.L. James. Sign me up. <laughs> All day, every day. With a glass of wine, absolutely. I am good to go. But no, I think, yeah, having that serious discussion, because, I mean, not a lot of people really can have that after seeing this show. So, yeah, that's important. But then also just playing Vigi games, very chill Vigi games. Yeah. Is there any other questions before we head off? And de-cosplay herself. <laughs> I'm going to take a bath and I'm going to sleep. Because I am going to sleep all weekend. Tis it. You will not see me until Also, Monday. do we have Divas coffee as well? Not this. Not this. I mean, actually, you know, I'm going to be that bitch. Yes, please. Yes. I'm ready to leave no, my job. No, yeah. I'm ready. I'm Pay ready. Her. I'm ready to go Pay full her. time. Good Lord. Help. Help me help y'all. I will provide content all day, every day instead of like half-assing it which is upsetting because i'm low on energy like we said we work like 12 15 hours a day yeah let me have my piece please when i had let my interview with troy baker i was in this cosplay oh that's what i was referencing oh. yesterday he saw me like this <laughs> you will pay me for my pain and suffering <laughs> it was so embarrassing Shut he up. thought it was cool i was like whatever <laughs> I love Troy. I love Troy. I love Joel so much. Oh my god. He's absolutely amazing. He is. Yeah. Bless that man. Oh, okay. Anyway. Yeah. All Any right. other questions? Cool. We are gonna find someone black to host because we're black. Blackity black. That person is not black. Um, we hosted Karen last time. Let's host. Hmm. You know what? Let's do Troy. Ooh. It's me, Troy. It's playing Valorant. Also, Ooh. support black women in esports. Um, Period. and you know, this Troy is somebody who um often does Sims, but is definitely trying to diversify her content um and definitely get more into the esports space so i definitely want to send some support um we need that her way thank you for the gifted subs i appreciate it um so yeah we're gonna do that um so join us next month for our next episode of sisters unfiltered thank i'm excited so for much. this one i'm excited for yeah, this one i won't same. say what Honestly, but ooh, i'm excited <laughs> Woo! Thank you so much, Diva, for being here, for your time, for all the things um, that always, we always. have planned, that we have planned. So I really appreciate your time. Pay her! Anywho, um, so we're going to send a raid to Troy. Um, let's send some um, love over to Troy. So if you are a subscriber of mine, um, we have the Confetti Love um emote that's what we're going to do we're going to send that over to troy and i want to thank you all for hanging out with us today and listening to us rant honestly about them it's because not, oh my god ranting. this is just this needs to stop this is this should not be this shouldn't be media it nope. shouldn't stay so, and definitely yeah. stay for the raid y'all stay for the raid we want to send all that you know love all and love. all that thing and all that over to all that troy perks. So yeah, 
<laughs> All right. And remember that Black Lives Matter every day. Not just table. when trauma is trending. I said what I said. Have a good night. <laughs>